and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host. Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CVTPFL. It is Friday, it's September 1st, it's 2017, and we have the lucky 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. As always on Friday, my co-host is Siege. How you doing, buddy? Why does there have to be a Coors game? Like, can they just switch the series to Arizona? It'd be one of the better slates of the season if it was in Arizona. I still think this is one of the better slates we've had in a couple weeks. It's just like we have top pitching, we have some top spots to attack with bats, and uh, you know, Coors really hasn't gone nutty this season. So let's just you know, one more series, one more series. In other words, boys, stack it up everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, before we get into everything, want to say congratulations to Notorious, uh, one of the you know guys that comes on here you know once a week. Hundred grand, man, hundred grand in baseball last night, and um, you know he's just been he's been extremely hot between golf and baseball. The guy is just just mashing right now. We should just record this like Notorious wins 100K, and we can just like put we can just clip it in instead of having to say it like every other day at this point. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is playdraft.com. And if you use the promo code Grinders, you're gonna get three months here for premium for free for playdraft. So make sure you guys are using that promo code Grinders. The hundred percent deposit bonus is gone, but if you sign up, you're getting that three months free and you're going to get a $3 entry. It's more about signing up now and getting the three months of premium for free. Also, we've been talking about it all week. We love you guys. You guys have been absolutely crushing for us. Uh, 277 reviews since Monday on the podcast feed. You guys haven't done it yet. Roto Grinders Morning Grind has its own iTunes feed. If you don't have an Apple phone or an Apple computer, all you got to do is head on over to iTunes.com and sign up for a free account, and then you can like, rate, and um, download the podcast right there and uh, do us a huge favor. Also, probably around like 6, 6.30 today on uh, 6.30 tonight, I'm going to do a Periscope, and we're going to give out all this stuff that we promised you guys. There's right now – with the NASCAR packages and the NFL, you know, weekly packages, we're looking at 11 each, and we're looking at uh, five Roto Grinder shirts. So if you want to be in that contest, make sure you get that review in early because it takes a few hours to get onto the page. So if you're not on there before that, uh, make sure you're on there. Did I leave anything out with that? I don't this think I the, did. This is the first round of promos too. Like, don't be like, be clear. If you happen to get busy tomorrow, you leave a review Saturday, Sunday. The next round of promos is coming, and you're eligible. Oh yeah, you know I'm. We're gonna. What I'm gonna do is the guy that goes to the races with me. He doesn't know it yet, but on the way to the racetrack in, in a couple hours here, 
He's going to be writing down names on paper and putting them into a hat, and I'm gonna keep that hat and that name so I don't have to do it again. And every time I, you know, we get new reviews, we're gonna put it in the hat, and um, we're gonna we're gonna do all kinds of promos with this feed. So you're always gonna be eligible when you do these things, even when you win something. I'm gonna throw your name back in the hat, so it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a chance to win multiple things here. So. Um, so make sure you guys will do that on iTunes. We appreciate that. Also, some awesome news, some big-time news as far as the podcast goes. We teased it a little bit yesterday. We said it had some big news. I'm going to keep talking. Hey, I am extremely um, you know, pumped about this news, so I'm going to talk about it. Monday through Friday, we have a big announcement uh, with the Morning Grind. You, the Siege, CJ, um, are going to be on Monday through Friday now. So we're going from, you know – three days a week to five days a week with the siege. That does not mean we're not going to have other guests. We're going to do some three mans. Uh, me and you have some NBA contacts that we're going to bring on throughout the NBA season. We got some NFL contacts and some NFL fun guys that we're going to bring on throughout NFL baseball is winding down. So it'd probably be me and you for the most part. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited about having you on five days a week. And I know, I know the listeners are going to absolutely love, you know, you being mean to me five days a week. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you for letting me uh, let me come on board uh, for five days a week and uh, join you as a co-host on this journey up the uh, iTunes rankings, hopefully. Yeah, man. Officially, official co-host of the morning grind. I know. Um, you know, we're going to have to get you a shirt made official finally. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. It's uh, it's great to be here and uh, I'm, I'm really pumped uh, about doing this five days a week and uh I love the reviews too. They were like, "Man, it'd be great if Siege was on Friday this week." And I'm just sitting here, just like, "Wow!" Yeah, it's been in the it's been in the works for a few weeks now, and it, it's finally official. We can finally talk about it, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited because I feel like you know we work well together, and you know we're not always on the same place, and uh, it gives people you know two different strong opinions because neither one of us like to back down. Yeah, no, the, the back down. What is that? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, me and you were taking shots on the golf course and like, oh, need more, need more. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm done. I'm done ranting. I'm done bantering here. Um, you know, 10 minutes into the podcast. We'll finally start talking some baseball. But we were just talking like it was a 15-game slate. So let's get into this 13-game slate. We start with our Red Sox, who are absolutely terrible against CC Sabathia. Against the Yankees, we got Doug Fisher, Sonny Gray, nine total here. Um, Sonny Gray, pretty high favor here at 163. Any interest in this game? Uh, not for the pitching side. And if people think BVP isn't real, I present CC Sabathia versus the Red Sox. Yeah, I just completely overlooked it yesterday. I just, the guy is so tilting. I don't, I looked at it and I was just like, this can't be real. This can't be real. It was like losing the football when it comes to playing the Red Sox against CC Sabathia. <laughs> yeah, I, I, still, I still honestly don't think I would play it. I, I, just, I mean, we're the BVP people. Come on now. Uh, BVP, I love it, but it's just like CC has been a different pitcher. And he's owned it. Uh, still, when he's been a different I pitcher. Know, it's just like, it's like, like Pedro Martinez once said, uh, CC Sabathia is our daddy. <laughs> so true. Oh, man, the days of when we were good enough to be chanted, who's your daddy? Um, I, I don't think I can play Sonny Gray here. You know, I know CC just had a good game here, but you know, you look at Sonny Gray's numbers, and they've been a lot better this year than I ever expected. But 
Projected starters for the Red Sox, 17% K rates, uh, 330-plus Woba, a BRC-plus, one of the best in baseball. I, I just can't risk it on a slate that I just – I love the mid-tier, and I think there's some cheap options. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, four lefties, too, in Yankee Stadium, and all of them are very talented. It's just – it's really tough to, to, to click that button. All right, let's look at bats. Um you know, instantly you just mentioned the lefties. Mitch Moreland is starting to warm up at the plate. I don't know if I could go there on DraftKings and FanDuel. What if I told you he had massive BVP? Oh, God. I didn't even look at it. I promise I didn't even look at it. Like, we're talking four home runs type BVP. Oh, man. Fantasy Draft has that big tournament today. I know they sponsor the Fix podcast. Like they have the fifty-five dollar um, massive tournament over there today. I finished second in that last time, so I, I have a lot of tickets and like I wanted to play him over there already. But now, like now, I really want to play him over there. Yeah, I was thinking about. It. I got like thirteen or fifteen tickets in that, and I was just like, this is the the perfect Mitch Moreland spot where you can just plug him in cheap over there and first base or utility. And yeah, it, it, definitely the first guy I wrote down for fantasy draft. Uh, but I think I would even play him on DraftKings, to be honest, as a one-off. A couple of stacks I like today don't even have first baseman, so he could fit as a one-off. Nice. Yeah, he's slugging right now uh, over the last 10 games, 8-15. He has four home runs in the last 10 games. You know? You're know, you not playing Mitch Moreland for hits. You're playing him for home runs, and uh, he's been able to do that lately. So I kind of like the spot for him here. Um, Outside of him, like, you know, Super Nintendo, always interesting. Devers has cooled off a lot. Um, any interest there? Maybe if I was playing a lefty stack. We talked about it when he started to struggle, too. I, I, I saw it in that Cleveland series, and it's kind of been continuing. But I think he'll turn it around. I just think it's probably going to be three after a couple more days. Maybe after this series, I think he'll make the adjustments. But uh, that's what happens. You know, you, you crush the ball for a while. They get a scouting report on you. you got to make an adjustment. Let's see if you can make an adjustment. Yeah, he's definitely good enough to make that adjustment, like you said. But uh might take a couple days. Look at the Yankees here against Fister. We we know Fister's higher ISO against lefties. Um, we know the Wobas 370 this season against lefties. I really like Hicks and Gardner and Didi. And if I'm gonna play those three, you know, you're definitely looking at like a Gary Sanchez as a fourth or a judge as a fourth or a fifth. I just don't know if I want to stack the Yankees with how popular they're gonna be. I feel like this is the obvious stack outside of cores that people are gonna go to. Is that a bad take? Like, I, I just, like, there's some teams with higher team totals, but I don't think people are just going to want to play those teams. Like, they're kind of all kind of ugly spots, and this one kind of just stands out like, okay, Doug Fisher coming off a complete game one hitter. Ha, ha, ha. Let's stack the Yankees. Outside of cores, you might be right. I, I think there's a spot that, like, I, I personally like a spot a little bit more. Um I just feel like the people are going to be like, all right, Doug Fisher's still a fraud, and we're just going to go ahead and attack him. No, I, I don't disagree. I mean, like, like the regression's coming. He's gonna have a bad start. Uh, yeah, it just, it just feels like, like if, if I if I find out the Yankees are not popular today, I absolutely will be stacking this team up. Like the upside in this spot against Doug Fister and the Red Sox bullpen is endless. You know, now that I even talk about it some more, like probably gonna stack them anyways. But I just don't know if this is like a top three or four spot for me personally. I understand like why people would gravitate towards it. The wind's blowing out to right field in Yankee Stadium, but it's like Judge is kind of slowed down. Castro's kind of meh. Bird is an interesting piece, but you know I, I don't know how to. I don't know if I can trust them. So it kind of just feels like kind of a meh spot, and you're paying through the roof for him. 
Bird would be much more in play if he was batting ninth. <laughs> Let me yeah, back around. Yeah, he's in a weird spot. Like, I guess you could skip Gardner and go Hicks, Sanchez, Didi, Judge, Bird, but yeah, this doesn't feel great. Moving on, we got um, one of the lower totals on the slate. Cincinnati Reds heading to PNC to take on the Pirates. Luis Castillo against Garrett Cole. Seven and a half total here. Reds are so frustrating. Like, they're the team that has just been absolutely – I guess the Red Sox are probably the most frustrating team this season. But the Reds are like, we're going to go out and put up 10 runs or we're going to go out and just absolutely suck. And it's just in the most random spots. Um any interest here in Cole? I think we're both going to have a little interest in Castillo. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I didn't have Cole interest in Cole in this spot five days ago. And then he kind of played – he pitched really well against the Reds. But I just – on this slate with all these mid-tier options, I just don't see myself paying this price tag. Like, he can go out there and put up 28 DK points at 11-1. And for – like, I understand for cash games that's going to sound great. But i got to be honest, for tournaments on this slate, I don't know if that gets it done. The mid-tier, don't worry, guys. The mid-tier, we're going to talk about a lot of these options in the mid-tier where it's just like I'm paying for Kershaw if I'm going over 10K. No, you're not. He's on a 75-pitch count. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, you're not. Oh, man, I didn't see that. So I'm definitely attacking this mid-tier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this mid-tier is the – like, you live in the mid-tier. There's there's really nowhere else to go. And, like, there's even some contrarian mid-tier guys, too, other than the chalk ones we'll get to. So for me, this really just comes down to, like, he's fine. I just don't know if the ceiling's high enough, and there's a lot of bats I want to pay for. Castillo actually almost kind of falls into the same category where, like, at 9,500, I feel good about it. It's a great pitching park. The wind's blowing in from left. But on the other hand, it's like, I kind of can get that production for less in some spots in tournaments. <laughs> like, realistically, I don't see myself using many hitters in this game, and I think both pitchers are fine. It's just I don't know if fine is good enough today. Yeah, I think like I, I think definitely Castillo has a ceiling in this spot for sure. But it's like, do I want to pay ninety five hundred for him when like some of these guys that are in the six Ks I kind of like? It's like I don't know. And Coors is on the board, so you know this kind of comes down to how your roster construction builds. I have absolutely no problem with uh, Castillo. I will certainly will have Castillo shares, uh, but I just don't know if he's going to be like the guy. Yeah, you just look at the Pirates lineup. They got a 139 ISO against random pitching, the projected starters. There's just no power. There's not a lot of downside for a kid where he struggles. It's usually home runs. It's just like you look at the spot, and on paper the spot makes a ton of sense. It's just there's still a team that doesn't K a lot, but he does have built-in strikeouts. It's it's an interesting spot. And then Cole, you know, he's probably going to see what – four lefties, five lefties, and that's always dangerous. Yeah, the spot would have to be really good for me to play Cole today, and it's just not very – it's okay, it's not very good. Now, if the the Reds run out a really weird lineup, I reserve the right to change my mind. Well, I would hope so, yeah, but uh, you look at the Reds lineup – and they got, you know, six guys, six guys with ISOs over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. Um, it, it's just they're, – they're solid. They're really solid. They're just frustrating. Uh, any Reds bats that you would play here against Cole? Nah. Uh, this slate, this bit, I just don't see one. Cozart's a little underpriced. Uh, maybe that's the one I would. All right. I don't ever mind taking a shot on Scotty Shevler, but I just don't like this ballpark. I can't do it. Um the Pirates, there's definitely not anything for me. I just 
even against Castillo, I just don't see anything. There's just no power upside. Toronto at Baltimore. Let's let's move on. Toronto at Baltimore. Um, Bajini against Kevin Gaussman, 10 total. This total is way, way, way high. Um, I, I really like Kevin Gaussman today. I'm kind of interested to get your thoughts. Yeah, this is a total I'm definitely going to keep my eyes out on, on uh, for sure because I do like Kevin Gaussman here a lot. Um, this could just be a lot of respect for the Baltimore offense, but it's 68 and the wind's blowing in. Like 10 feels awfully high. Um I, I like Gaussman in this spot. I just think, you know, it really depends how many sliders he throws. Like, he doesn't throw a ton normally, but in the past against Toronto, he's been willing to throw more, which is encouraging. Um, the thing about this, like, Toronto stack, you have no interest in being a genie, right? You don't mind if I move on. No, 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 no. Baltimore's one of my top three stacks today. So, like, we talked about the Toronto stack, and it's – I have a feeling this team is going to be a popular. Like, they're all underpriced, I think. If people, If you don't think Gaussman's in play – you're going to think that the Toronto stack is too cheap. Pierce is 2.9. Bautista is 3.4. Morales coming off of the I'm going to break the slate and then break it over my kneecap one more time game is at 3.5K. I feel like if you think Gaussman's not in play, you really have to consider Toronto hard because they're so cheap and then you can just fill up whatever power bats you want on top of it. Now, I think Gaussman's one of the better players on the slate. But if you disagree with that assessment, it's really hard to ignore Toronto. First thing I saw today was Gaussman against the Blue Jays, and I just instantly was like, all right, I found one of my top arms today. Like like you mentioned, he doesn't throw like 50% sliders like our boy Chris Archer, but um, he he's just been a different guy. He's been a different pitcher. The stats tell us he's been a different pitcher. He's been pitching really well. You know, we look at – you know, five-plus strikeouts in, what, um, nine out of his last ten games? You know, that's just solid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this absolutely is just one of those situations where, you know, you just kind of have to be like, okay, you know, like, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and give this a crack. Yeah, and it would would even be better. He gets a nice little bump, too, if that calf is still bothering Justin Smoke and he's out of lineup one more day. Uh, that's what I said today before when I clicked in Carpenter for Morales and Bumgarner got ruled out. <laughs> Morales is global that... export. It worked out. It, sadly, sadly, global export worked on every site. <laughs> Didn't that function one time on me? We talked about Gaussman. We talked about the Toronto Bats being underpriced. Let's talk Baltimore. Uh, one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Not only are they getting a guy that has really struggled at the major league level. There's a bad bullpen behind him um, in this ballpark. I know it's cool, but, man, I think you got to kind of look at Beckham, Machado, Scope, Jones, and Mancini, and Davis here. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you here. The prices are just too high on these guys for me to play this stack. Like, they're priced like cores, and at that point, I'll just go ahead and play cores. Um, like, I understand they have a respectable team total here, but they're, they're not cores level. And that's what they're priced at. So for me, this is just a situational fade. I'll, I'll play cores first. Um, so it, it's a no-go for me. No, it's perfectly fine. The way I'm attacking pitching today, I really don't have to worry about price tags. So I was able to – But again, though, wouldn't you rather just game stack cores? Yeah, but I'm not going to do that on every team. Would you, wouldn't you? you rather right, – we'll talk about it. I, I think there's a couple other spots I'd rather go first. Totally fun. Moving on, we got the Philadelphia Phillies at Miami taking on the Marlins. Our boy Pavetta against uh, Dylan Peters, a lefty. 
getting the call up here and making his major league debut. Um, I'm guessing no interest in Pavetta. Yeah, Peter's not in the player pool. We actually would have interest in him if he was, but he's not in the player pool. Um, and no, it's just for Pavetta. This total feels really high, too, uh, with the Marlins the minus 160 favorite. That can't be right, right? That has to be that they expected someone else to pitch. Make sure that's actually right. Dylan Peters, um, like you know, a minus 160 favorite coming up from double A. Holy shit! Like, doesn't that like congratulations? You've never pitched above double A and you're my minus 165 favorite. It feels like at a nine and a half total that I kind of want to get some exposure to this game. Minus 165, and you've never pitched above double A. Wow, and like his stats in double A weren't like knock your pants off either. I mean. They were decent, but it's not like he's just like destroying every bat and making everyone swing and miss. He's kind of more of a control craft guy. Yeah. And the home run the fly ball rate has massive regression. Like especially at the major league level. Like you're not getting that lucky in the major leagues. Not not with these juice baseballs, you're not. No, like realistically, we can use AAA stats all the time. You know, they're they're a little bit you know, more usable than double-A stats. Double-A stats, we've seen some of these pitchers just like – Lamette, for instance. Lamette had like a 30% K rate in double-A or something. So, like, we don't I – mean, to, to be fair, he's kept a pretty high K rate at the MLP level. Yeah, well, Lamette's just – God. Least, God. Um, that game against the Mets is one of the better starts I've seen all season. You know, you look at the Phillies and, like, you know, Hoskins instantly stands out to me. And then, like, you start looking – paying that tag – 4.4 for Hoskins? I paid 4.7. I've paid more. I don't care. That's just insane, though. Against the lefty? Like, yeah, it's a 28 bat at sample size. Don't get me wrong. That's his numbers. You know, Would you rather play Lucas Duda for less against Renero Lopez? So I'm not saying this is a bad Logan argument. Morrison? Steven Souza? Like, that's what we're talking about here. No, I know. Justin 20. Upton against Cole Hamels? Like, that's the type of guy we're talking about. This isn't like – he's priced like a top 30 player, and he's hot and all, but he's no top 30 player. How dare you? You watch your mouth. Make Sorry. you wash it out with soap. <laughs> but there's a time to – there's a time to ride, and there's a time to jump. When the guy gets to this price tag, this is a time to jump. I, I don't know if I could do it. Would you rather play Parra and Coors against Taiwan Walker or Hoskins? That's legit. They're the same price. David Peralta versus Kyle Freeland. AJ Pollock for 300 more against the lefty and Coors. Like, these are decisions that are no-brainers. I don't care how much you love the player. I love the stats. He's mashing lefties, dude. Just destroying lefties. It's small sample size, but it's he's just destroying lefties. So What? We have He's a not double, hit a home run a every at-bat. Stevie, if he was this good, it could hit a home run every at-bat. He would have been in the majors a long time ago. He plays for – Hot streaks end. They end. That's what they do. That's why they're hot streaks. They end. All right. I'm not saying he's a terrible player, but 4.4K is absurd. Joey Votto is 4.7. Like, enough. Because they know what's up. DK pricing algorithm. Yeah, because everyone's rostering him just blindly, and it's beautiful. Like, it's ridiculous. It's He's going to be 25% on this slate. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, any of these other Philly bats standing out to you here? 
Joseph for 1.1K less. <laughs> You're going to say that. Franco, 3,100. Like, there's some. Those are the guys to play. I don't know who was supposed to pitch for the Marlins today, but, like, Nick Williams is 3K. Like, it's just like you can use some of these bats. Uh, you know, I don't know if you'll need them today, but you can use some of these guys as value. Yeah. Like, I, I just, yeah. I just, for the record, every name I mentioned, I would play over Hoskins. Every single one. Fair enough. Um, the Marlins here against Pavetta. Including Christian Yelich, who I didn't mention. Let's talk about him. Yeah, against Pavetta, this is a good matchup for him. I, I like this whole stack. Ozuna's 400 more, too. Just 200 more. Like, yeah, give me give me the Marlins first, like, against Pavetta. Like, if this line holds and they're minus 160 favorites, like, against when they have a double-A pitcher on the mound, like, you, you just have to play the Marlins here. This is one of those situations where Vegas just knows more than you and you play it. Well, Pavetta's had those reverse splits this season. He was a 45% hard contact rate to righties. He's allowed 17 home runs and 51 innings to righties. He does pitch in Philadelphia. That definitely weighs a little bit into that. But you got to kind of just absolutely love Stanton and Ozuna here. And Ramuta, too. He's kind of Ramuta, yep. Uh, and then you throw in Yelich or, you know, and you can make me a nice little four-man. Uh, you know, I'm not leaving Yelich out of a stack if I'm going to roll out those three guys. Absolutely not. Angels, Rangers, Angels, man, they made some moves today. That was um, very, very interesting. Tyler Skaggs, Cole Hamels, 10 and a half total in a straight-up pick'em game. Um, man, we like lefties against uh, Texas, but didn't we just do this? Yeah, he gave up a double dong to Beltre, who's on the DL. So now what? Okay, so can we make the argument on Skaggs just because of his pitch count? But he hasn't thrown. He hasn't thrown well. Like I know, but he hasn't cracked. Like ninety-two is the most since coming off the DL. What? What? Where does he justify the pitch more? The Seattle game. Well, that was his first. That was like his second stat off, and he didn't even pitch that great in that game. It's fine, but I, I I just don't feel like this has been a game where he's like I, I just don't know if this is a pitch count thing or he hasn't pitched well enough to deserve it. I feel like it's more the latter than the former. Fair enough. Um, could you play him here? Yeah, I'm willing to consider it. It it would have to be a kind of unique lineup build just because I think there's other guys in the mid tier that I like, and it's kind of like do I really need him? But if I if there was a lineup build where he fit, kind of needed him, I wouldn't have a problem with it. He certainly wouldn't be a core play, though. It's definitely the best play under 6K today. I know it's yeah. not saying much, but... No, like, no, it's not. But actually, I'm not even sure I agree with that. All right, well, we'll talk about I, it. I, I can think about that, yeah. Um, No interest in Cole Hamels, right? Yeah, no interest in Cole Hamels. Be interesting to see what this lineup looks like. You know, they they traded for. I think Simmons is going to lead off, and if he does, you have to play him in cash games. Justin Upton behind Mike Trout just sounds so juicy. Yeah, it really does. Like Simmons has to lead off here, right? There's no other candidate. Well, they might lead off like Brandon Phillips if he's in the lineup. Did they, did that trade actually go through? Yeah. That's so why I said they made some moves today. Like, Simmons has to be the guy. 
You can't put Brendan Phillips in the leadoff spot. Yeah, but they could bat Phillips second, bat Trout third, and Justin Upton fourth. No, no. Don't do that. You leave Trout second. Like That's like the one good thing you do in your lineup is you put your best player second like you're supposed to. Don't change that. Where are you going to hit Phillips at, like, six? Yes, where he belongs. <laughs> you know that would make me happy. <laughs> Look, um, it, all right, let's 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 talk bats in this game. Um, you know, ten and a half total. Any interest here outside of Simmons, like Trout, right? Well, of course. Kind of, kind of like Justin Upton too. The guy has been hitting left-handed pitching really well this season. He has been. I think he has BVP too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah him and Pujols like hit him decently for power. And where the hell's Mike Trout? Oh, you know who's a nice little value play here is CJ Crone. He has a 317 ISO against lefties this season. Yeah, he's been awful against Hamels. I've tried this twice this season already. Yeah. Only reason I know. I tried it twice. I tried it last time out. And again, they played like five days ago or ten days ago. I tried it. It didn't work. Ugh. Good job, DraftKings. Justin Upton's on the Angels and in the player pool at 4,100. He's been 5,200. For a week, and of course, for a week. Yeah, but even before that, against the White Sox, he was fifty-one hundred. He's come down like that's a huge price like decrease. Yeah, they probably had him projected to face Carrasco in the in the front. That's probably what they did. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think he's fine. I'm not like, I think he's a good value, but I think there's other guys that I think are just like. You think people like go to this like go to this game ownership wise because it has a ten and a half total? Might it's in Texas? It's one of the better hitting environments on the day. Um, any interest in the Texas bats here? Nope, I don't play Texas versus lefties. I don't care what they've done over the last two days. It's fair, you know. Without Beltre, that's a huge hit to this lineup. Like napoli and joey gallo have the two best numbers and gallo has a 41 percent k rate and napoli has a 36 percent k rate so yeah this this can go def this definitely can go south but it's just a situation where on a 13 game slate i'm just not going to break a cardinal rule like that no it's definitely something to note moving on we got tampa at chicago taking on the white Sox. blake snell against renardo lopez snell a minus 166 favor you think he gets some love today I hope so because this line is all about right as all about Lopez, not about Snell. I I agree. You know I don't ever like playing Snell, but like everybody loves to play this guy. I hope I hope so. I'd be thrilled. I think people have finally smart, wised up to not play him. But I hope you're I hope you're right. This I hope is all right about, too. This is all about Lopez. Like he he pitched three bullpens and he got to thirty or thirty five pitches. So, like, he gets maybe 60, 65 if everything goes great, and then you get the Chicago bullpen. We've seen this story more than once. Oh, Snell's coming off of two games over 22. People are definitely going to play him today. God. You know it. You wish know people you love having Merry the box scores. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> What's the weather like in this game? Um, it throws me off that they changed the name of this ballpark, but the wind's blowing in at 11 miles an hour. That sucks. Yeah, kind of across the field. Not really the end of the world. Um, so we don't like Blake Snell. Let's talk bats in this game. We're gonna start with the visiting Rays. Um, not only are getting Lopez, who hasn't been good whatsoever, um, especially against lefties, they're gonna get a Chicago White Sox bullpen that 
has been bad since the beginning of the season. Dude, I love Gloria. Morris and Souza Dickerson. Da, 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 da. Don't forget Souza. I know you said it. I'm just making sure people don't forget Souza. He's one of my my favorite one-offs in this slate. I already know it. You know, I did a I did a Grinders live show with Boggs yesterday, and you know, we were talking a little bit about Logan Morrison and how, you know, me and Boggs used to give this guy so much crap. I'm sure people, if you've listened to the podcast all year, like at the beginning of the season, I just made fun of this guy to no end. And daily was daily. Yeah, it was every day. And you look at the numbers now, we're 390 plate appearances into the season now against righties, and he has a 294 ISO and a 370 WOBA. There's no middle finger to Stevie bigger than that. Yeah, the, the fly ball revolution. He's one of those guys that adapted to it, and you can see it in his performance. Yeah, he just he believes in launch angles like you should, and he changed his swing. Congratulations, you did a thing that was smart. Yeah, you're going to get paid for it too. He is going to get paid for it. Maybe not late. He's pretty ugly. Um, see, I have to keep taking shots at him. <laughs> it's just my good, good, good. I want to. He's gonna be on so many rosters today. Take some more shots at him, please, 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 please. <laughs> no problem. Um, against Blake Snell, we know the White Sox are terrible, but they're not as bad against left-handed pitching. I mean, this is just a spot where I'm just gonna want as much Garcia and Abreu as I can fit. Yeah, because we know Blake Snell has those fly ball tendencies. Um, Jose Abreu, we want against fly ball guys. Like, I like that a call. Um, 289 ISO, 460 Woba against left-handed pitching this season. He's got that K rate down to 20%. Like, really solid numbers for Abreu. Garcia, we know, 437 Woba against lefties. And then Davidson, 231 ISO. Um, you know, you get a nice little three-man you could potentially make it a four-man with, like, an Anderson, but I think I'm just going to play the three. I think I would play Smith first and knock out catcher if I was going to have a fourth. No, I think it's a fair point, too. Um, the guy doesn't strike out. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but he just doesn't K. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it for me. Me, too. Royals at Minnesota taking on the Twins. we got Jason Hamill and Dylan G. Nine and a half total. Yeah, you know, we've talked about pitchers that we like, and then we have a guy like Dylan G. Yeah. Remember when I said there might be a 6K pitcher I like more? Was it Hamill? It might be. Can't decide. It's uh, a guy I think I'm going to have to do a deep dive on tomorrow, kind of figure it out. Well, the, the It thing, might be too many lefties, but... I just did this like two days ago. Um, Minnesota over the last month, they're just not striking out and their like contact and everything is like way up. Like, yeah, cause they're so hot and they face the White Sox like 10 games in a row. Like I just, that helps. Yeah, I get it. I get it for sure. But I don't want to overreact to small sample sizes too. Like what has changed about this team that has made them not strike out less? Polanco just hits home runs. That's all. Two like teams. I just, but it's like, yeah, but like, that's not sustainable. Like that's Rosario not- is scorching. You mean Roid Zario? That guy? <laughs> Scorching hot. That's what I'm saying. Like, But these things come to an end. It's like for every amazing hot streak you have, you have an equally cold one. Like, I just, I know, like, there's already been a live move in this game. Money coming on the Orioles, or I'm sorry, on the Royals, which I think is interesting here. Um, kind of a situation I'm going to keep my eye on throughout the day. Again, I don't know if I need Hamill, but it's definitely a guy that at least I'm going to go do the process on. Guessing zero interest in Dylan G. I have interest in Salvador Perez at 2.8K. He might take every last penny I have if he doesn't start hitting soon, but I don't care. I'm playing him every time at this price point. 
Uh, Moustakas, too. 3,800 against Dylan G. Like if he doesn't get up soon, it, it could get ugly. Like, but I'm just going to roster him every single day. I just don't care. You know, shout out to one of our listeners. Um, I got a tweet the other day because I was talking about Perez, and they said when he's swinging right now, he's wincing in pain. I don't know how much you want to like take that into like consideration. I haven't watched in a bat from him over the last couple of days. Like, dad life kicks my butt, and I don't get to watch it because they're usually later games. But, um. It's definitely something that I want to note, just because like our listeners are awesome. But um, that's a good stats. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to go back. I have to write that down. Go watch some. The ISO, you know, you look at the ISO over the last month, and you know, he's a limited sample size. Like, no, I, I don't he's disagree. Pain, that's one thing, right? But if it's just like, you know, look at. Yeah, it, it's thirty. It's a thirty-five at bat sample size against righties this month, and he has a point zero six three ISO with a one thirty-two woba and a thirty-two percent K rate. Like, I want to look at and look into that more. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go look watch those at bats. I uh, love Moose here. Um, you know, I think it's a great spot for Mustakis. Like, they don't really have another lefty. You know, I guess Eric Hosmer. It's just Eric Hosmer is a great cash game play. Just ever play him in tournaments. Yeah, like, I think we can move on safely from there. Um, anybody here for the Twins that you like against Hamill? I'm not paying these prices for the Twins, and if they burn me again, they burn me again. Like, I'm not paying course deal prices for the Twins. Like, ridiculous. Let's move on. Oh, man. Hey, Buxton, say the days. Like, you can play any Rosario, or you can play Para in cores. Like, this is a non- this isn't a non-discussion topic. Byron Buxton is 600 more than AJ Pollock in cores. Like, let's freaking move on, please. Hey, real quick, one question, and then we can move on. Eddie Rosario or Rise Hoskins? Come on. You know you want to say it. <laughs> it's not that close. Come on. Moving on. I'm not even going to let you answer now that you like made it. It's close. It's really close. Rosario's been so hot. Yeah, Hoskins hasn't. <laughs> Oh. Uh, Nationals, Brewers, Tanner Rorick against Jimmy Nelson. Nine total here. Um, you have any interest in Jimmy Nelson? Washington lineup is starting to get a little healthier here. I think this is going to be a chalk spot. Like, I think this is the chalk spot instead of Snell, and I think I'm going to avoid it for all the reasons you just said. Yeah, like Turner's back, Worth's back. Murphy's got some more protection around him. Like, Harper's still not in the lineup. But, I understand playing him because he's probably about 2K too cheap for the spot. So I understand playing him. I probably will have some exposure in tournaments, but I don't think he's going to be a core play for me. Which is weird because we love playing Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, this spot's cheap. I, I still might. I can see my. I can definitely see myself as I do my process, just talk myself on Nelson. But if he's going to be the chalk option, it's just, do I really want to do that? Yeah. The problem that I have with Jimmy Nelson today is the two guys that are priced right next to him. I like the guy that's above him, and I like the guy that's below him. Who's the guy above him? Gaussman's above him, and Clevenger's oh, below him. Like, yeah. That's my problem. Yeah, that's my problem, too. Um, I don't think Jimmy Nelson's a bad option in tournaments, especially if like we, we see some projected ownership and we start seeing people get more on Snell. Like I think that's when you kind of can jump I on I want to play the guy between Nelson, Clevenger, and Snell who's not the chalk. One of these guys – or you can add Gaspin to this t- tier too. One of these guys is going to be lower than the others, and that's the one I want. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Zero interest in Rourke, right? 
I, I don't no. I'm not playing Milwaukee. He can burn me here, but like he's the same price as the four guys that we just talked about being in a tier. Like, no. I hope people I really hope people listen to the morning grind yesterday and listen to me about fading Gio Gonzalez. Um that line was so fishy. Minus 120 so against a fishy. team that's just been terrible. Like, yeah, and Gio's been so hot. And second then, highest place pitcher the ringer, on the slate. I love the ringer. Then they wrote an article that Gio Gonzalez is the best pitcher in baseball. I was like, all right, stack in the Brewers. Here we go. Yeah, the line screamed out to me. There was just so many red flags when it came to Gio yesterday. Yeah, and the lineup came out perfect to play a stack against them too. Like Hunter Perez batting second. I was just like, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, any of these bats from Washington that you would play here against Nelson? That's kind of my problem. Like, no. Oh, that's not true. That is a complete and total lie. Um, Trey Turner. Like, that's a guy who can't hold on anyone. I was going to say that. Good morning. Yeah, $4,900 for a shortstop is pricey, but, but talk- it's – yeah. We've talked about it multiple times today, though. Like, we don't want to pay up for these high-priced pitchers because we want guys like Trey Turner. Yeah, tough for me to click the button over DD, but I actually think it's the right decision. Um, and then on the Brewers side, you know, you want the lefties here, and Ryan Braun is free. You're not fading him. I saw that. I wanted to mention that. I saw that when I was doing the play draft show earlier tonight with the guys. I wanted to say that. So glad you brought that up. Eric Thames is 35. Neil Walker's 35. These guys are extremely cheap. Yeah. Not sure what you're going to do with the savings, but hey, it's always good to have more money than less. You could like realistically stack Milwaukee, and that might be like a team you play like a, you know, Castillo or Cole or something. And, you know, you could still get, they're just way underpriced today. Yeah. Completely agree. Like a price enforced play. Arizona, Colorado, we got a 12 total. Walker against Freeland. None of these pitchers, obviously. 12 total. Probably right on the money. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game today. Every hitter in these lineups is in play. Is there anything else we have to talk about? People like when we talk about it a little bit more than that. Okay, Chris Island is too cheap. They'll probably bet second against the lefty. Play him. There we go. AJ Pollock's too cheap. And on the other side, Paro's 4,400. Hold on, hold and- on, hold on. You, you forgot to mention – not that you didn't mention, like, everybody, but J.D. Martinez. I just love talking about his stats. He's good, Stevie. Like, if people listen to the morning grind by now and they don't understand the place, a, a stack in cores, like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. J.D. Martinez should be 6K today. That's why – you wanted to play Baltimore over this team, and I just started laughing. And it then, costs less for me to stack Arizona than it does for you to stack Baltimore. How ridiculous is that? So crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's definitely going to lower the ownership of Baltimore a little bit. Um, Colorado, you you know, you know, started talking about it one through five. I don't know if I want to play Cargo. I'll play Cargo. I'll fade him in some, but I'll play him too. And yeah. I, I, I'm not skipping DJ. DJ right now, quietly hot. I made that I've made I've I've skipped him twice in the last three days and he's made me pay for it twice. People like to leave out Mark Reynolds in their stacks too. Yeah, yeah. DJ's getting hot. We haven't had the DJ explosion week this weekend. This might be the DJ goes off for three days in a row weekend. I'm so glad I am traveling to a race and I I'm gonna play Friday and I don't have to worry about DJ on Saturday and Sunday. You know I hate playing that guy. 
I know you do, and that's I just gotta. This feels like Brandon Phillips weekend. You know how Brandon Phillips has Brandon Phillips weekend. This feels like DJ LeMahieu weekend. All right, good. I'll play him on some teams on Friday, and then you know, when after he screws me, everybody can make money on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> so true. Uh, it is what it is. Um, all right, Dodgers, Padres, Clayton Kershaw, the Nelson Lamette seven total here. A um, lot of lot a lot of love for Kershaw. Obviously, the Dodgers bullpen is really good. It's a great spot for him to come back, but you mentioned he has a 75 pitch count, and it says it right when you click his name. So um, can't play Kershaw at 75 pitches at this price tag. No, and the bullpen's too talented to take advantage of these Padres' cheap prices, and there's not a star to pitch. Like I, if there was like a superstar on this slate, I'd be talking about these Padres bats as your value plays. But uh, the problem is, you mentioned it. The Dodgers bullpen is legit. I st- if there, even if there was a superstar pitcher, I think I still would be willing to do it. But there's no superstar pitcher. You don't gain anything by doing it. Not the slate. It's not the time to take advantage of it. There's been times. I will say, I will say, Solarte at 2.9K is staring right at me. Like, you better play me. You better play me. Um, Lamette gonna face too many lefties here. Can't play him in this spot. <sighs> yeah, it's a fair assessment, even though I don't want it to be true. Yeah, it's just. I agree with you. I just don't want it to be true. I'm not going to go out of my way to stack against Lamette. Um, By the way, these mid-tier guys that we like are coming. I promise. Like, yeah, they're coming. We haven't got we haven't got to some of them yet. We got to a couple, but like, I'm sure people are like, "Come on, you said you liked everyone. We're getting there. Don't you worry." Oh, I skipped over a game, but we'll go back to that game in a second. Um, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. The Cleveland game. Yeah, you did. But that's not your fault. Yeah, it's not. But it is what it is. Uh, any Dodgers bats that you want here against Lamette? Like I'm not stacking. Like, again, Bellinger is 4.8K. Would I rather play AJ Pollock or Cody Bellinger? Actually, you know what? Maybe the answer to that question. Is I was going to say, you can't really like argue that. I know yeah, it's Yeah, you know what? I might play some Bellinger one-offs. All right, fine. I'll, I'll concede Does Lamette that. throw hard? I can't remember. Yes. Then you play Grindall, too. Hard, hard throwing righties, though. You know it's a thing. It's been like four months. I can say he sucks now, right? Nope. He Why made not? a shitload of money. No. He I made a hear. shitload of money, but it was like four months ago. I've given a ton back on this dumb guy. He's awful. Let's see. Lamette throws 94.5 on average. Wow, isn't yeah. it slowing down? He was way above that earlier. Yeah, that's what his average is. That's what I'm looking at. Time to pull him up in Brooks baseball. Okay. He throws a ton of sliders, and Grindall crushes sliders too. You gotta, you gotta kind of have some Grindall exposure here. Now I'm curious if Mets fastball is dying. Yeah, like why you looked that up? Um, you know, Lamet has 43% sliders um, or 34% sliders against lefties. Grindall in 2017 has. 256 ISO, 334 Woba. The power numbers are what we want to see there. Yeah, no, nothing. No major decrease there. All right, good deal. Um, no Padres. We talked about them. All right, let's talk about this Cleveland game because I accidentally skipped over it. Because it's the second end of a doubleheader. It is the second end of a doubleheader, and it's just not showing up on the page. Um, Cleveland at Detroit, Mike Clevenger against Buck Farmer. I was like, man, we didn't talk about Clevenger. <laughs> like, that was one of my mid-tier guys. But um, I was wondering. I was like, man, I feel like there was another guy that we loved that I just got skipped over. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Detroit traded away Justin Upton. They've traded away Verlander. They have shipped officially shipped this season in. Like, there's no other way to put it. They've officially shipped this season in. Yeah, this is when Ian Kinsler suddenly starts uh, feeling some pain in his knee there, and uh, he 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 randomly starts sitting out some games. Um, it, you just start streaming everyone against the Tigers. Like we've been doing it now for a while, but now it's officially just like everyone. The bat we had to fade every time is gone. Like, thank you. Like. You know, Clevenger as far as Clevenger should be the top option on the slate, right? Like, he's already destroyed this team twice, and now this team's weaker. Like, the answer is just Clevenger. The more I think about this, he's like, a, he actually he actually pitches better on the road than home by a drastic amount. The like, highest ISO against right-handed pitching in this lineup is Nick Castillo's Castellanos at one sixty-nine. Yeah, Clevenger, lock and load. Let's do it. I'm in. Like. He's just going to be that guy for me today. Like, I just – I know how my day is going to go. It's going to be like Kevin Gaussman and Clevenger on a majority of my teams and, you know, all the bats that I want. Yeah, I, I don't think I would take that strong of a stance on Gaussman. I think I would try to spread it out a little bit more. It's fair. Um, I like him. Don't get me wrong. Like, he'll be there. But I think I would, like, have equal shares of him, Castillo – player to be named here in a, in a starter in a, play, in a game or two, I think I would kind of go that way, kind of spread it out a little bit. Yeah, you know I like the rookie too. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, Buck Farmer, we've seen him get shelled. Um, this season we've seen him come back up. I don't know what – can we really take anything? He gave up three earned runs against the White Sox. Yeah, I, I mean the problem is the prices. It's like they're higher than cores again. How am yeah, I supposed you to a, pay forty six hundred for Santana? You you play him in a stack because you get a terrible bullpen behind Buck Farmer, and he only threw seventy seven pitches in his first start back. So the Rockies, it's like, it's just so hard for me to play these guys over course. It's no, so I'm hard. saying though, if you're gonna play him, you play him as a stack. I'm not saying like you can't play the prices at one off. You just play him as a stack. But it's just like, how often is this stack gonna win? I have on my sheet. I have Coors, Baltimore, Cleveland, Detroit. I'm guessing I meant Cleveland. I want to say I hope you meant Cleveland. <laughs> like maybe it was play against Detroit with Cleveland. I wrote them down like four hours ago, but yeah, I didn't. You know me. I don't look at pricing. So like, just not just, pricing aside, that's where I was looking at today. Yeah, I just. I don't see me. I also see myself going there. I understand it. You know, again, I'm playing a bunch of teams on fantasy draft. Maybe I fire one Cleveland stack in there, but I just don't think it's something I really want to do. All right. Um, we're going to continue to move on here. We got Oakland at Seattle. Sean Manaya against uh, Mike Leak. <sighs> do you think Manaya is broken? Yes. Like, there's just no other – the guy's talented. is just no other, like – Yes, he's broken. Yes. I, I watched the Baltimore – so we can call it a start, and he was just – you could tell after two pitches he's broken. I'm really not sure why this team keeps pitching him. They keep adding extra days of rest in between his starts, and it just makes me wonder what the hell they're doing. Like, he went he, – he, he pitched on the 12th, then he pitched the 18th, then he pitched the 26th, and it's like, okay, why are you just playing around with this guy? I, I don't understand. And then again, even now they've given him an extra day. Like, what? Why? Why? The K's are the thing that stand out to me. Come on. Yeah. 
They're absolutely gone. His like, last five starts, three, how, two, zero, one, one. Like, how can you be a franchise that, like, looks at him and just, like, think that this is okay? Like, what are you doing? I legitimately don't know what they're doing. Uh, I agree. It's fine by me because Nelson Cruz is just a lock, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, I have more interest in Mike Leak than you, I suspect. Yeah, you do. Um, go for it. Yeah, this is a guy who just has been death to right-handed bats, and the A's are going to roll out a bunch of them in the spot, and they just love to strike out. They love to strike out. Um, it's a pitcher's park. You know, you're looking at four or five righties, and a couple of the lefties aren't even any good. This is just a situation where Leak is just – he's priced like he's in – Chase Field almost in this spot. The spot is just amazing. Um, I really don't know what else that I could really ask for for Mike Leak. Like he's just been that good. You know, if I pull up Mike Leak real quick here, throw up some nice little stats. Like he gets right-handed bats this season. You know, three hundred one x well, but twelve percent swing strike rate. It's just, whew. And it really hasn't showed when you look at like the K rate and stuff. So that's always good. Um, I don't think I could go there. I completely understand why you want to go there. Like if, if like if you were ever to roster Mike Leak, like ever in the history of baseball, this is the spot. He gets a nice ballpark bump. Like he's, you know, going from a St. Louis ballpark to a Seattle ballpark, and he's facing Oakland. Like you know, there's tons that could be said here. Yeah, and he gets an he gets an A's team that strike loves to strike out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Where are they at these days? They're at. 24.7% with their projected starting lineup. Oh, yeah, they're striking out a bunch. I just – I'm concerned four and runs, six and runs, eight and runs, four and runs, like, it's concerning. Yeah, look, at, look at the teams. Like, where was – like, it was 100 degrees in St. Louis. It was like it was 100 degrees in Boston that day. Remember, we, like the stat against Mike Leak was like the first thing we did. It's the one time all season the Red Sox stack doesn't let us down. Like, but, okay, so the biggest one that concerns me is the game at Pittsburgh, three innings, six turn runs against a right-handed heavy offense. Like that was know. the base. That was the classic. That was the like the literally classic. I'm willing to throw that out. Fair enough. You know, defending autographs for the kids all day. You know, like it was a different atmosphere. Had to travel in for the game. I'm willing to give him a pass on that one. All right. Um, let's talk bats in this game. We'll start with Oakland. I'm assuming you don't like anything here. I think Chris Davis with a K, like at 4K. Like if I'm going to play anyone, it's going to be Crush. But it, the one guy that you know, Chris Davis, and I have Matt Joyce written down. Um, Matt Joyce over the last month, he has a 388 ISO. The guy is just really 200 less than Chris Davis. You're never doing that. He's Absolutely. dashing the baseball right now. Like a guy that's going to be. So you would play Matt Joyce over Chris Davis. I never said that I'd play them both, but Matt Matt Joyce is going to be like two to five percent owned, and his numbers are just and insane so is Chris right Davis. now. Davis, it's a fourteen game, thirteen games late. Yeah, exactly. You can get some of these Oakland bats cheap against your boy Leak. Why? Why? Because it's they're hitting Tampa. the ball well. That's it's why. Tampa, Tampa, like five percent. Just do is that. It... Don't get cute. You really don't need to get super cute here. Oh, man. Like, it's one of the slates I feel like everyone's going to FPS, and it's like there's four obvious options, and they all can't be chalk. So you play all four, and then you root for the one that's the low out of the four. Like, why is everyone getting cute? Don't get cute. Moving on, Cardinals-Giants. I'm, I'm so tired to argue with you. <laughs> 
Um, Johnny Cueto against Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty making his major league debut here. Um, we were talking about a pre-show, and we were like, you know, his price is a little high. But then we, like, thought about it, and it's like, there's not a better spot in baseball right now to make your major league debut in San Francisco against this Giants team. Yeah, we're talking about a superstar prospect. This is the reason they traded Mike Luke. They wanted to get him some innings. Uh, 2014 first-round pick or sandwich pick. He's 21. Like, so he drive, they drafted him out of high school, four-pitch guy, and throws him all well, fastball, slider, curveball, changeup here. And, of course, this game is in San Francisco. I think there's a lot of other ballparks I would go ahead and stack against him. But this one, I, I just – like, he's going to have some home run issues. He's going to have some walk issues. But, like, San Francisco kind of negates that. Again, not a core guy for me, but he's absolutely a guy I'm going to have some exposure to in tournaments today. And our buddy, one of the, you know, the biggest Cardinal fans that I know, uh, Eric Crane, didn't even know who this guy was. So, like, I'm hoping this guy what? kind of – Yeah. Hey, love Crane. Um, That's egregious. Yeah, he didn't know who, who, who Flaherty was. I was like, hey, Crane, uh, you know Flaherty's starting today. He's like, who's that? <laughs> so, and they call themselves the best fans in baseball. I rest my case. I'm, I'm, I'm busting your balls, Crane, but yeah, that That's happened okay. on the... Love, any chance I get to tell the Cardinals fans they're not the best fans in baseball, I'll take, so I'll, I'll take <laughs> any little evidence I can get. So Flaherty this season, double A, uh, 20, 25.6% K rate. He got called up to triple A pretty quick and uh, 25% K rate in triple A. Um, God, everything tells me that like, this guy's going to be good. So, also, um, going to get shelled, which will help. What's that? Quayle's going to get absolutely shelled. Yeah, I don't like the spot for him. Um, he didn't tough. crack 89 on the re- in the gun in his rehab, and he was supposed to pitch another game and rehab, and suddenly they just decided to bring him up. Oh, that's wonderful news. God, this why? Re- different this, reminds me, this reminds me of the Kendall Graven spot. Remember the Kendall Graven spot where like he got shelled in the minors and couldn't throw a, a radar pitch, and the Giants hadn't hit a baseball in two months and scored seven runs in two innings? Just like the exact same spot. The ballpark's up complete. You know what? But God, I can't pass on a Cardinal stack today. Oh, they're cheap too. Yeah, which I Paul think, DeJong, thirty three hundred dollars. I just again, I don't know what the I don't know what the hell it's gonna get me, but I'm gonna try and figure it out. Wow. <sighs> Matt Carpenter, four K. It might be a spot where I mini stack it too. I kind of do three or four. Scotty, three K. Scotty's terrible. Yeah, but against a guy that can't throw the ball hard right now, he can't hit a ball. So what's it matter? Hey, an eighty-eight mile an hour fastball in the majors coming at you, nice and juicy. You won't like the lineup even. Grichik's hot. Like it's gonna be Fam Fowler for Grichik, anyways. Yeah, we'll have to see what the lineup looks like. But oh, the late game hammer. Um, Pulled the shot at thirty-three hundred. Especially if you're playing that three-game late slate. I think the Cardinals are the team you kind of look at. Paul Dijon, 3,300. That is so nice. Hey, did we talk about the uh, Seattle Bats? <laughs> I think I totally uh, skipped over them. <laughs> yeah, I told you we were going to forget something. Lot City. Uh, Nelson Cruz, the righties, Haniger. I don't know if you can stack it, though. I feel like it's a spot where I might be able to play a one-off or two. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, Giants Bats here. I, I... No. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, let's fire up some play draft. Yeah, this is going to be one hell of an interesting play draft. We could go like five rounds deep on this slate, and it would be fun. 
We're not going to, but we could. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said could. So someone has a six-hour drive when someone else is going to sleep. <laughs> oh, nice. By the way, that NFL kickoff tournament for play draft that I said was going to definitely have, have overlay. Have yeah, it. no, definitely. When I say they have overlay, I meant to say the word definitely will not have overlay. Holy moly. Love it, man. That's a tournament's awesome. It's going to fill. Like, you better get in there now in the next week. Like, it's going to fill. It's going to start filling fast. What is it now? I'm up three games, right? Three in a row against you? I'm up three games because I got 45 points from Giancarlo Stanton. You let me have him. You could have taken him. I took Trout first, remember? You had, you had two picks to take him. You didn't take money to pick. Yeah, I just needed Zach Greinke to get 12 freaking points. 12. Not like 20. I needed 12. Oh, man. Kershaw has the highest projection today. Oh, I've been drinking. I can't drive anywhere. Boo-hoo. <laughs> Do you accept yet? Just came in. Man. Oh, what a shocker. For what has to be the thousandth time this season, Stevie has the first pick. <laughs> this sounds so dirty. This is so dirty. So dirty. I'm taking Michael Clevenger over Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Clevenger won. Isn't that the right that's the right pick, right? That's the right pick. Hmm, I actually don't agree with that at all. Well, you could have taken hitters, but then you would have taken Clevenger, and I wanted Clevenger. Actually, I don't think I would have. I think I would have done – on play draft, I would have done this. That's fair. And that. Oh, I I'm took, so glad you did that. I took Gaussman and I took uh, Castillo, and then Stevie can go ahead and take Giancarlo, and he can take his boy Hoskins. No. No, can't play cores. I'm going to take the two best hitters on the slate. Well, then I'm just going to go ahead and do the obvious then. And just the cores is off the board, obviously. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Have you done, um, and have you done any slow play drafts like the best balls and just been like, man, my team just sucks? Yes. Just finished one where I'm just like, my team is awful. Yeah. I, I have one going right now, and it's just like, that team is just terrible. <laughs> and it's just, you try to save it at the end, and you're just like, yeah, all right, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just, that team's terrible. I'm yeah, writing got, that team off. Yeah, I got one that, like, I'm in the middle of it right now, and I'm just staring at it, and it's just like, nah, I'm not feeling this at all. It's like Bell, Gillisley, Hilton, Baldwin, Reed, and I'm just like, nah, not feeling it so far. Oh man, I can't let you cannot let you take all three of these guys. You kind of already screwed at this point though. I'm gonna yeah, get no. anyways. So I'm playing the Tampa stack, obviously. I take I took Souza and Duda, and he really doesn't have much of a choice. Like I'm gonna either I'm gonna get any I'm gonna get one of uh Dickerson or or uh, Lobo, so I think I'm just and gonna let let you have the stack. Yeah, let me have it at this point. Because if it goes off, I'm screwed anyway. Um, I'm going to take Machado here. I think his projection is a little low on play draft. I think you're going to be able to get him on three mans and six mans at a pretty good value there. Um, So for my last pitcher, have fun with that. 
I'm just going to take my 10 points from Kershaw. Like, getting him as a, the fourth pitcher here, it's hard to pass on that, even at 75 pitches. Like, if he has a couple of bats where he throws high pitch counts, then I'm going to lose. But like, I'm he sure. could easily cruise through, like, six innings and 75 pitches and get you – like, he's just not playing salary formats. I think I take Jimmy Nelson there, but I, I, I can't fight it, and I will take Lomo. Like you can make it, you could realistically make an argument for Jimmy Nelson and Garrett Cole there. Like they're both two safer options on the slate. It's just you know, Kershaw. You just know he's just there's likely just not going to get shelled. They're not going to rush him back if he's not ready. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what you did here. Honestly, I like your team. I, I like your team more than mine. Like you know, you got the three man stack. You played that really well. You know, you got three guys that have ISOs over 280 over right-handed pitching this season. They get a bad bullpen. They get a bad starter. Um, I, I like the raise, that, like how you played this out. Yeah, well, once you get set and shot, I can't just, like, beat you with one-offs at this point. It's kind of just, like, let's go attack a stack. Yeah, that, like, that's the that's the biggest thing, like, that we need to note from time to time about, you know, doing auto drafts and doing, like, you know, drafts while you're, like, actually paying attention. Because in an auto draft, you, you know, you, you're picking your rankings there. But when you see somebody get Stanton and Trout against you and you already have your pitchers locked in, you're like, all right, I got to make a move. Um, and you made the move to stack the Rays. And, you know, I just little strategy talk there when it comes to play draft. You know, you and I have done a ton of play drafts. Um, love the app. If you guys haven't checked it out, man, you guys are missing out. Especially, like, we're getting into September baseball now. Like, play draft is, is like, one of the go-tos when you're wanting to play some baseball. Absolutely. All right, home run derby, obviously no cores, obviously none of these guys that we have taken, and um, I think I'll let you go first here. I'm going to take Trey Turner. For a donger? Yeah, he's going to go off in this spot. I just need to – I'm going to have to – going to really have to discipline myself to click his name because I'm on fantasy draft where I'm going to play a lot of volume today. That price tag is going to look so insane. I'm just going to have to will myself into some shares. All right, I was going to take Nelson Cruz, but I feel like that's cheating. I'm going to take Paul DeJong. Vito. Love it. Thank you. You bet. I'm going to have so much of him. <laughs> yeah, like the power of the Vito. What was it the other day? Like You made fun of me. Because I took Stanton with the first pick, and you, we like had a five minute rant about it. And his first at bat, he hit like a four hundred and fifty foot massive like shot. And I'm like, man, the veto runs. Good. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, a listener pointed out to me that like we should definitely do five uh, under five k on Tuesdays because that's the only day we don't do a play draft. And I kind of did the oh yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> All right, since you vetoed Deshong, and I still don't want to go with like or Nelson Cruz, I'm gonna go Mancini. He can have him. That guy's ice cold. I've tried I know that. he is. I've tried that. He's going to homer today just because I said that, but he's just let me down so many times the last couple days in good spots. And I'm going to go Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. You, you knew that was coming. I'm going to take Mitch Moreland. All right. I'm really surprised you let me have that. Um Really surprised. I, need, I, 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 was I feel like you were trying to really goat me into like, taking that. No, I actually, I really wasn't actually. I, I was hoping you would veto because I'm gonna have so much exposure. Um, let me take. Hmm. 
So I'm choosing between like six guys. Let's take uh, Carlos Santana. Just because the listeners get pissed when I don't use a veto, I'm going to veto that. Okay. Um, Wish I would have vetoed Moreland, but I'll, I'll veto Santana. <laughs> Let's go with CJ Crown. Damn it, if he hits this home run, I'm getting it somewhere. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to end it off here with uh, Marcelo Zuna. Um, Love this spot for him. We talked about Stanton. Love this spot for Ozuna as well. Um, that's it, man. What a week week it was. But uh, next week it starts where I have to deal with your ass for five days, and um, I'm excited about it. So, um, if you guys haven't checked out the Sieges Tournament Tactics Package, make sure you guys check that out. The NASCAR package is going to be live and well. And if I oh – God. Let's just hope this year Clint Boyer doesn't – you know, purposely let wreck Eric Amarola with six laps to go and cost TV 50 grand. So um, anyway, Darlington, love that track. Can't wait to be there this weekend. If you guys haven't gone over to iTunes, rate, download, subscribe, do everything. Help us out, guys. Help us out. Let's climb this leaderboard. Uh, you guys like it. Um, you know, you know, we appreciate it. Uh, any final thoughts before you get out of here, CJ? Tell a friend about the morning grind, too, while you're at it. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. We'll do that Periscope around 6, 6.30 Eastern. Make sure you guys are following me on Twitter and uh, give away a whole bunch of crap. So um, make sure you guys get those reviews in. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again on Monday. Hey, everyone. CBTPFL here to talk about the NASCAR Marketplace Package at Roto-Grinders. My NASCAR package and our daily marketplace is your one-stop shop for fantasy information. For $10 a week or $150 a year, you gain access to cash and tournament rankings, projections, practice notes, two live shows, live chat, and much more. Check out our marketplace today and start crushing daily fantasy NASCAR with my NASCAR package here at Roto-Grinders. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.